Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. Well, good morning, New Jersey. It is Thursday, July 16th. This is the Jim Gerhardt Podcast. I'm Bob Williams, along with our host, Jim Gerhardt. Good to be back with you this week, Jim. Well, you got back. I, I was expecting that possibly you'd be stopped at the border. <laughs> you, were, you were in Delaware at the beach, and they had the, what do they call it, the uh, embargo on uh, foreigners coming yeah. into New Jersey. Foreign travelers from Delaware were prohibited, or they had to self-quarantine once they came back into New Jersey. Um, fortunately, actually, that happened while I was in Delaware. So, I basically, I was down there, and once I came back, I was told to self-quarantine for two weeks, but apparently that was short-lived. <laughs> That only that ruling only lasted four days, I think, from last Thursday up until Monday. And then the uh, rules were changed. And now Delaware is now not on the restricted list. So well, this, this whole thing, this is one of, one of the problems. It's so confusing because the rules keep changing. You're playing a game and they change the rules every day and you people just cannot keep up with it. And then uh, people are, are expressing great anger, outbursts and, and market in places of business because they have to wear a mask. Uh, and, uh, it's, they, you know, I, I was thinking this morning, what's going on out there? It seems like a total madhouse. Edgar Allan Poe wrote about this. Are you familiar with a, a Poe poem called The Conqueror Worm? No. It describes our situation right now. And I will, I will bore everybody with a recitation of some of it here. It starts low to the gala night within the lonesome latter years. An angel throng, bewinged, bedight in veils, sit in the theater to see a play of hopes and fears, while the orchestra breathes fitfully the music of the spheres. Mimes, in the form of God on high, mutter and mumble low, mere puppets they who come and go at the bidding of vast formless things, who shift the scenery to and fro, flapping from out their condor wings invisible woe. Ah, that motley drama, oh, be sure it shall not be forgot, with its phantom chased forevermore, by a crowd that sees it not, through a circle that ever returneth into the self-same spot, with much of madness, more of sin, and horror, the soul of the plot. Gosh. I, I, that, that's about a third of the way through. I, I'll give you a rest, but I won't, do, I won't do the rest of it. But isn't that something? The, 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 the chasing our tails, the whole population. Yes. Uh, and it's, it's with this phantom chase forevermore by a crowd that sees it not, through a circle that ever returneth into the self-same spot. So the more things change, the more they stay the same. <laughs> yes, they do. Just utter so, madness out there. So, um, so the, the, our topic of conversation this morning is going to focus around your uh, your wonderful option of uh, talking about defunding police. I, I, I think we have some somebody talking in the back. Uh, yes, we got the. Uh, we're, we're also live talking, talking to us. Or, uh, no, no, I think they're it's just background noise, but uh, we'll get that straight. Uh, mice, mice, right? Uh, no, I, 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 what I was it was interesting. They're talking about defunding police. Now, I'm not to get into that more deeply than the outcome of it. I'm trying to outshout somebody. I don't know if you're hearing. Should I go ahead? Uh, yeah, keep going. Uh, let me ask, ask Lou, Lou, not that I don't want to hear you, but uh, would you please turn your mic? 
we're getting. Hey, Lou, we got a mute. Talking a little, we're live. We, we got to mute the uh, the newsroom there. We're getting the background. He's fixing this live, folks. We're getting to see things behind the scenes. There we go. We're we're <laughs> muted. Inside so, showbiz. As, so as you were saying there, Mr. Gerhardt, we're talking yeah, about, we're talking about we're talking about defunding police now. One outcome of that, cutting back on the funding of police, consequently cutting down on the uh, the cost of maintaining a police force, there's a lot of money if this is done. There's a lot of money that is going to be out there. Uh, and it appears that many groups are taking this as a financial opportunity. They're pushing for defunding of police, not having anything to do with civil rights, right. but nevertheless, just licking their chops over getting their hands on this money. So this is defunding police as a financial opportunity. Now, I base that on the fact that in California, and this, of course, is where most uh, uh, squirrel cage stuff comes from. And what happens in California spreads across the country, really, the nuttiness. But in, uh, in California, the teachers union is putting on a full court hard press now to get money that is saved. And their argument is that if you will take this money that you save on police, give it to, quote, education, it will go for raises, pay raises for teachers, and that will solve all of our problems, which is their argument, which you can buy or not buy. I, 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 I find it difficult to buy it myself. You know what else they're doing in Oakland? I saw this this morning. In Oakland, they are already defunding the police department, cutting down on the size of the police department. Police, sworn police officers will no longer have anything to do with traffic control. Traffic control, this is, uh, I, I guess, not, not, not just uh, community policing, uh, policing, but this is all the policing. This is down to chasing, uh, I, I guess, felons and, and uh, the drunk driver pursuits and the like, uh, reckless driving, all of these. This will be under the control of what they said were just civilians. Now, I'm assuming that what we're going to have here is a core of amateur cop wannabes out there controlling traffic. Right. Now, what an idiotic idea that is. Yeah. I mean, you think about it. What, what are the legalities about that? If, uh, if, if someone is arrested or uh, you know, commits a crime and uh, one of these community policers is involved in the situation, I mean, uh, you got to think that some of these lawyers, uh, some of these uh, ambulance chasing lawyer firms who are going to represent the defendants are going to have a field day. I mean, sure, they can sure. say, well, you don't have an official uh, person on, you know, on the arrest document. How can this fly in a court of law? So they line up, I guess, the public works department workers, the guys from the local sewer plant and the like, right. and square them in give them a badge and say, here, go control traffic. Uh, there's no time to train people. And if you do, you're right back to where you started with, with a trained constabulary force. So I don't know. Again, you wonder where the heck is this going? Where can it possibly go? Another thing, speaking of California, well, you know, this is happening everywhere. What, what uh, seems to me to be is sort of a bloodless ethnic cleansing. Remember the ethnic cleansing that took place in the Balkans? Well, where one group after communism fell, they fragmented, 
and a group is wiping out an entire culture, uh, an entire ethnic group. And of course, Hitler, of course, was doing the same sort of a thing. But we're having a bloodless ethnic cleansing right now because what they're doing, they are somehow closing out the European culture, at least it's tending in that direction. This, this culture having basically been European, you know, from the beginning. And so, look, now, John Wayne, they're changing the name of the airport in, what is it, Orange County, California, because you can't have John Wayne. Uh, UCLA had a display in their, uh, what I guess, movie department, whoever, I, I guess it's a large department there, uh, film department. They're closing down their display and any display of any uh, uh, thing that involved John Wayne. Why? I don't know. Right. He apparently did something to offend them, but I, I'm not sure what it is. Uh, and of course, we know about uh, Lincoln, of all people. They don't like. They're going, what is it? Uh, they're going to go to Gettysburg and stop some annual commemoration of the Civil War. Uh, the uh, who do we have? Woodrow Wilson, we talked about that. Uh, war heroes of any ilk, any war. And they're trying to really erase any trace of this this former culture, that which which would seem to be the goal ultimately. Uh, and uh, where it goes, I, what they're going to replace it with, is I guess something we have to wait to see. But again, it's it's kind of an interesting uh, thing to ponder here. Just where the hell are we going? Because the op the opposition, which is essentially the left and a whole bunch of hangers on for reasons other than ideological revenge, money, you know, all the, the, the things that are dear. Uh, what happens when they get in the catbird seat and are in command, which they think is going to be after the next presidential election? Right. Well, uh, so last, last uh, month with all of the murders in, in, in the cities, I mean, just in New York City, they lost uh, two precious lives. They lost a great uh, high school basketball player that just graduated. He was going to go play at St. John's. Great kid. He was he was just killed uh, by uh, uh, innocent fire by a stray bullet at a at a picnic a couple of weeks ago at a graduation party and a one year old this past weekend was murdered just uh, by a, by a spray of bullets in Brooklyn. That's just a, a couple of the of the of the hundreds of people that have been murdered. Just and and yet what's happening is the people who supposedly are representing the people who are victims of this sort of thing are in there beating cops with bats. Yes, uh, and I just saw that the, the thing at the Brooklyn Bridge yesterday. My oh. goodness, they had a peaceful protest. But apparently, I don't know if you just saw this. I just saw this this morning. Apparently, there's a video out that's showing a shipment of bats yeah. being mm -hmm. delivered to City yeah. Hall in Lower Manhattan for the protesters to use for their peaceful demonstration. Demonstration in Detroit. Just hopping around, there's some of these things going on in in Detroit. Uh, there is a great there were demonstrations because the police had shot a person who was of uh, the ethnic uh, group largely crying out here. I think they're being used, the Black Lives Matter, which has legitimate complaints, but I think they're being used by certainly other forces. Yeah, they're being uh, they always have been used essentially by liberals to keep them somehow loyal to them when it comes to election time. But uh, the fact is that here was a situation and police officers were arresting a person. Another person came up. There was a peaceful arrest. There was there was no resistance, no problem. A friend of the arrestee came up, pulled a gun, and shot at the police. 
Fortunately, he was a very bad shot. And he missed, but the police pulled out the gun and shot him. Well, there was big demonstrations of police brutality. So again, we get into this, this mindset now that the police are not allowed to defend themselves. They're supposed to go out, put little targets on their chest, and just stand there, or else they're, they're brutalizing somebody. The, uh, uh, oh, the, the St. Louis couple now, that's big in the news, they defended their home against people who said that they were going to invade it, they were going to take over the house, and all the mayhem they're going to commit. These people simply stood outside their house with a gun, legally owned guns. Crazy. And now they get arrested. They get arrested. The attackers who broke down an iron gate, we are told, to get to them, before they got held off by the, by the fire, the, uh, the armament, the, they're fine. No problem for them. But the homeowners who defended their home now are, they say they're going to be arrested. I understand the president's about to get involved in that. So yeah, how far are we going? They, they are legal gun owners. Uh, and the guns were seized. And the protesters basically trespassed on private property. If you see the yeah. pictures of the gate, the gate was well, not, not only trespassed, but they were threatening. That they were going to take over the property and do harm to the people. Uh, so they can't argue that we, well, we weren't sure where the property line was. Yeah. But, uh, and they broke down a gate to get in. But that one, who knows where it'll go. In uh, Portland, Oregon, which is really strange stuff going on out there, the mayor had issued an edict that said that uh, law enforcement people who had been sent in, I guess it must have been some feds and some from the state, have to stay in quarantine inside, but the rioters and the demonstrators are free to go and, uh, you know, maskless and, and with their baseball bats and do whatever mayhem they want. But the other people, but the people who could stop them. See, that's one of the reasons I understand in New Jersey, the, uh, the request for applications for firearms is way up, 250%, I, I read at one point. Yep. Mm-hmm. And this is going on all over the country. Well, the reason is very simple. People are finding out right now what we've been saying for a long time, that people are discovering now in a crisis that the government does not give the first priority to protecting them. It, the government, you find, often is on the other side yeah. of those who are threatening you. A lot of people, and so people are saying, what can I, do? I can't count on the government anymore for protection. Uh, and I think this uh, mass ownership of, of the firearms now, I don't think these people have time to join the National Rifle Association and get training real quick. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. But you know, you're absolutely right. If, if people cannot depend on the government to protect them, yeah. they can rely on themselves. And you're going to take any means to protect your own family. And this, is, this is what's been going on for a long time. And people wonder, why do people want all of these guns? Why do they feel they have to have these firearms? It's because of the suspicion that the government was not going to protect them, but in fact would turn up supporting their attackers. Now it's proven to be true. There's no doubt about it. Who was it? Somebody said that uh, the uh, what uh, New York City has turned into a third world country, and the whole country slowly, you know, is sort of turning that way. It's uh, all we had in New Jersey. Getting back to New Jersey, the uh, the Goya boycott. Best thing that ever happened to Goya. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You you said you went out and and and, and stocked up, filled your basket with Goya products. We normally had Goya every seven to ten days. The kids love uh, love that stuff. But uh, now we've uh, increased our Goya nights to twice a week. <laughs> well, what happened for people who haven't heard? The president of Goya, which is a New Jersey company, 
had been at the White House. I don't know what his reason was, but he was at the White House. And he simply made a remark to somebody. I don't know whether he was being interviewed or just a casual remark. You never know nowadays. He simply said that he had uh, respect for President Trump, supported President Trump. And it hits the fan. You can't do that. Uh, and so uh, here comes the boycott on Goy. Same thing with Chick-fil-A. I think Chick-fil-A had kind of quadrupled their profits right. after, after this group decided that uh, because the owners were Christian and some Christians were against some of the shenanigans that they uh, enjoyed. Uh, also, I guess it wasn't only shenanigans. It's some of the, the lifestyle issues. Right. Uh, the, some Christians didn't approve of that, and so since these owners were Christians, they must they must be on that in that group. So we're going to boycott Chick Fil A. Well, it didn't work. Uh, but you know, and you wonder. Okay, that sort of thing activates the opposition to this left idiotocracy that's being proposed. It's not activated by much, because you see people kind of kneeling before it and lying down in front of this left string, uh, steamroller. But all of a sudden, they stand up in some events like this. And I guess it's where you can safely protest, pretty much, without losing your job or being somehow publicly pilloried by the left. But you wonder now, is this likely to apply at the election time? Mm. See, everybody's lying low, pretty much right now. And not really resisting much of this. Uh, people do, but they don't actively do it because you can get yourself in a whole lot of trouble yes. by simply not condemning. So will this apply at the election time in November when all of a sudden they used to talk about uh, Jerry Falwell's uh, silent majority? Uh, is there a silent majority out there right now? It's a good possibility of it. And it might be at the at the ballot box that people finally stand up to, uh, in resistance to this uh, business going on. Don't know. You wonder. Uh, but the fact is that they are devoted to tearing down, but they don't have anything to replace it, which is necessary in any kind of a revolution. You have to be able to present some kind of idea of the society that you want to build. They don't. Uh, this, these, they, they simply want to destroy. So, uh, the Chick-fil-A business, I, you know, oh, speaking of the election, remember back in the 90s, there was much talk about having on a ballot the choice, none of the above. Oh, yeah, right. And seriously thinking of writing in none of the above. Uh, to show your displeasure. Well, because we don't really have much of a choice. The political parties decide who we have. We have Tweedledum and Tweedledee, generally, in, in most local, state elections, even congressional elections. But they tried that one time. You could vote none of the above and then nobody would win. So you had to go back and start over. They tried it on a non-binding basis in the state of Nevada once in state elections. In every office for which they had a choice of none of the above, none of the above won. <laughs> yes. It, it won. But the problem was, as you can see, then you've got to go back and you've got to have other primaries to get candidates again. And you know perfectly well they're going to get, because they're coming out of the same party mold, you know, they're going to get voted none of the above. But the cost of putting on new elections and the time consumption, because the people, given a choice, 
which is given a no choice if you want, will vote against these people. And so none of the above doesn't work. Because, again, it was fine, except you got to have somebody filling the office. And so they everybody kind of got off that one. But uh, it was uh, it was a very interesting prospect. And I'm thinking seriously of writing it in because I, I, I'm not sure that I'm, I'm thrilled, tickled pink and putting on the pens with excitement over the choices that we have coming up. Yeah. So uh, masks. Um the yep. CDC chairman, uh, Dr. Redfield, has just recommended uh, the last couple of days that if everybody in the country wears a mask over the next six weeks, we can really do a really good uh, number on stamping this virus into the ground. Everybody agrees to wear a mask or a face Everybody, but if you're wearing, you see, this again is the difference in when you wear the mask. Now we think we know we have to we go shopping, you wear a mask. Uh, when dog walking this morning, didn't wear a mask because there's no, you don't come within six feet of anybody. Uh, so under some conditions, you don't wear it. Uh, if there was some uniform uh, regulation on this, now to say if everybody wears a mask, when? All the time? Some of the time? Under these circumstances? Under other circumstances? Or what? Well, I, I don't know, but I would presume, just my speaking, that you walking your dog with nobody else around, I mean, that, that should be a safe situation. I guess anywhere where you're within, you know, six feet of somebody or because apparently the, uh, the virus can linger in the air for a, a, bit, a bit of time after you pass. So the right thing to do is. But that was a pretty major statement, I'd say. You know, everybody gets together for six weeks. We could really make a make a difference with the. Uh, well, I think it's worth a shot because then we'll all get well just in time for the fall surge. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, look, look. Fundamentally, and I know this is this is not a one size fits all observation. It's a flu, right? It is the influenza. Now, this happens to be a particularly virulent form of it, but we've had those before. Swine flu. Go back to the uh, what nineteen eighteen and all. We've all, and every year we've had these, every year we've had an extremely high mortality rate worldwide from flu. Uh, but you see that what happens is people, there are, what, the vast majority of people pretty much have bodies, their immune system can handle it. It's always been that way. And it's the same thing with this. Because the people who are most likely to be victims are in very specific categories, which is elderly and people who are ill, pre-existing medical conditions. And as, as you can see, this is epidemic really just sort of wiped out these uh, senior care facilities. So it's almost something that it would appear that we're going to have to live with. There's no guarantee that the vaccine's going to do anything or, or you know, wipe it out. And by the time that, there's another one coming on. Matter of fact, in China, they say there is another one now. And this one is in the, the pig population, the hog population. Uh, have you seen that? I've heard a little bit about it, yeah. yeah. So they think there's maybe another one. You know, the Chinese are, uh, I'm not trying to accuse them of anything because I don't know, but, but you could certainly make a scenario, a scenario. Remember the old movie? And it was the Broadway play, How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying? 
Oh, yeah. That's great. Well, he's doing how to succeed in world domination without really trying. <laughs> you just unleash a bunch of viruses. And then you sit back. And you notice after, after that happened, whether they did it on purpose or not, then the Chinese start pushing all of their borders all over the place. They get very, very aggressive. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's like, okay, you better do what we say or we're going to shoot another virus over there. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> so the uh, weaponizing the virus. So it's a, it's a crazy thing. I uh, often wonder, and one can't help but wonder, who's running the show? Who's actually running the world? Because one thought I had that the people who are doing this, the left who is trying to, to wipe out a particular culture and change it, uh, who are they? Who's behind it all? And you can't say it's the politicians. It's the group of, of disenchanted people, uh, people who consider they're getting revenge now on their oppressors. All of these. You're, in this culture, the only thing you know that the real power is somewhere quiet, almost obscured in the hands of giant corporations. Yeah. And who runs them? And who's behind that? Now, the thing is, I think this this chaos can go on only so long as these big corporations do not start losing profits. Then something's going to hit the fan. And we know that they have the government pretty much in their pockets. They have the lobbyists who will go down and tell the people in Congress in Washington, I right, cut it the hell out. <laughs> Stop it. Now, what happens after that? Who stops it? The federal government? See, we are right. We are very right for a demagogue of the highest order. I don't know who it would be. But often they come sort of out of nowhere. Nobody ever heard of Napoleon until he got within 20 miles of Paris. <laughs> Nobody's seen him anyway. And so you could have something like that. And, and there's always a possibility you get into the uh, Scottish historian Titler's theory that a democracy can't stand because sooner or later the people are going to screw it up. Is what it amounts to. And here we have that situation going on. And he said, a democracy always ends in a dictatorship mm. because somebody will come along who appears to be strong enough to straighten it out. Every, every dictatorship, every coup that ever was started off exactly where we are. And people said, ah, it couldn't happen here. I know people are out tearing the streets down or beating up cops. And, ah, but, you know, everybody will get over it. Well, tell that to the Spanish when Franco came in. Uh, and you have this in practically every South American country has had an issue with this. So uh, in their history. So where it goes, I don't know. It's, it's quite uh, it's quite a, an interesting thing to ponder, though. Yeah. I'll think about it next week. I'll tell you. this. <laughs> so uh, the more things change, the more they stay the same. New Jersey, the Motor Vehicle Commission, pretty much the same as we last uh, left you about a week ago. The lines are still there right through the early part of the week and uh, not much improvement from what we understand. Well, what they did is what we suggested last week they had to do. There's no way out of it to extend the deadlines again. Now, I've got a car, my Prius. Uh, the inspection expired in March was the last month. Well, I no shop, no place open to get it inspected. And so they extend the deadline. Now, now they extend the deadline. again. I think it was extended until uh, what sometime in July. Now, I think they extended this for, what, two months into September? Is that correct? I think so, unless they've done an, an additional one. But, yeah, you get two months, yeah, an extra two months. Yeah. So, again, oh, they had to do this. So why are people panicking now, I wonder? 
unless the word didn't get out. You've got two months to do this. And they're also closing some of these stations on a daily basis for uh, thorough cleaning and things. So you don't know if uh, you know, people are testing positive. That's not getting out there. You don't want to scare the public. But, uh, yeah, it's certainly not a perfect uh, world at the MVC these days. Um, <laughs> And uh, school openings—that's still up in the air, right? We still haven't. We're waiting for official word on how school is going to be instructed in the fall. Is it going to be in person? Is it going to be online? A combination of both? Are the decisions going to be made by the local districts? I know a couple of districts have already rolled out their plans, and the the parents are not too happy about it. The teachers are certainly not happy about it. I think the teachers are very concerned about going back uh, more than most. Would you agree? Well, I should think they would be. Yes. Because I see people now, everybody's supposed to be very good and to keep the distancing. I was driving uh, by uh, through, a, through a, a neighborhood. This is sort of a, a downtown, you know, close section. Every people are houses and everything's close together. And here was a yard, small yard, really, in front of a house. There must have been two dozen people gathered there. They weren't partying. They were all just sitting around, but they were you know, close enough together to touch. Nobody had a mask on. And... This was uh, uh, what a few days ago. Now multiply this, and I think this is how some of these outbreaks and resurgences of the virus start. People, Americans are so spoiled. Eventually, you will rip off the mask as people have done and caused a lot of trouble. And saying "fooey" an effect on this, right. I'm not doing this silly game. And then I read one story of a person who had purposely had and uh, uh, invited people to a party. They called it a corona party, coronavirus party. So Everybody got together in his place, and they all partied. He came down with it later. And then he acted very surprised and says, well, you know, I didn't think there was anything to this, but I guess they were right. Did he pack the Yes, I think he, and as a young person, as I understand it, 22, yeah. and he died. But this is going on all over the place. So uh, you certainly can't blame a teacher because how many kids from a, come in from a family that's had the corona party? Uh, so uh, Still to be determined. Still to be determined. Well, anyway, uh, the, the world's still crazy. That's one reason we're here to reassure people nothing's, nothing's been settled. <laughs> nothing, nothing is healed. The, the wound is still festering. And so we will uh, watch and see the Band-Aids being applied all over the place and then uh, take a look at it next week again. Very good. So uh, thanks again for being here, everybody. You can check Thank us you. online anytime you want on demand at uh, the New Jersey 101.5 Facebook page and at nj1015.com. Jim, we'll catch you next Thursday. Thanks okay, a lot. i, I got to go back and, and watch the beginning of this to find out who we were talking with. <laughs> so I, I would urge people who turned in later and heard Bob and I talking. We had another show going in the beginning, and it might be much better. I, I had no idea. <laughs> so it could be. Have yourself a great week, but God be with everybody, please. Uh, we Heaven knows we need it. Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast.